0: Hello friend, welcome back to Adrenaline Realms Thriller Channel. I am your host, Neil Helligers. So glad that you're back for a new season, a brand new show, and a whole new set of thrills, Uh, maybe some spills, and uh, I'm guessing there'll be a chill or two. So the name of the new series is The Signal, as I think you probably know by clicking on this. But anyway, it comes to you for via Cassandra Wells or Cassie Wells. Um, you may recall, as of course you're a longtime listener, that Cassandra was the co-creator of our second season show The Outliers. And now she's bringing us a, a, a weird and somewhat wild, I guess we'll call it a sci-spy thriller that I, I'm very confident that you are just going to love so this takes place in the early 60s, 1961, just to be specific about it. Uh, So the Cold War is quietly and wrathfully doing its thing. So yeah, right off the bat, you can see that the show has all sorts of great sci-fi thriller elements, a bit of X-Files type stuff, a bit of They Live, a bit of James Bond, and the fun, I think, is going to be seeing how all these seemingly disparate things all come together in the end, or at the end of the series at least, or maybe they won't. Um, We're going to let you go off and listen to the whole thing, I'm going to listen to the whole thing, and then we're going to come back to talk about it at the end. And to give credit where it is all due. Uh, as mentioned, this was created by Cassie Wells, but also with Charlie Randazzo. It is directed by Charlie Randazzo, and you're going to be hearing the acting work of Daniel Kamen, Perry King, Marta Cross, Adam J. Smith, Tracy Winters, Time Winters, Harry Gwilliam, Tom Beyer, Jeff Blumberg, Mark Irvingson, Jackson Gwilliam, and Jennifer Taub. Thank you very much for listening. Please enjoy. I'm your host, Neil Helligers on Adrenaline on Realm, and this is The Signal.
1: Political tension and escalating military rivalry between the United States and the Soviet Union erupted in a Cold War. Not a hot and bloody war, with soldiers and artillery clamoring and bellowing like hogs on a muddy battlefield. Something more akin to a frosty standoff. The space race, the race to put a man on the moon became the proxy battlefield for the two nuclear superpowers. Who knew, were they to come to actual blows, the result would be a full-scale global thermal nuclear war, which would guarantee the complete annihilation of all mankind. What is seldom remarked upon, even 14 years into this ongoing and debilitating war, is the extent to which the Cold War is damaging the psyches of all those who are living through it. Like trying to live while balancing on a knife's edge. Like sitting at the banquet table with the business end of the Sword of Damocles suspended by a thread over the top of your skull. A slight breeze can send the sword point plunging straight into the spongy matter of your brain. No true enjoyment to be had, even in the smallest of things. We're all living in the vice grip of paranoia. Full-blown, soul-corroding paranoia. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the other. Fear of a noise in the dark. Fear of something out there. Fear of something up there. Everyone today goes through their daily lives with the frisson of fear, creeping up their spines to the nape of their necks and with the hairs perpetually standing up on their forearms. They startle easily. They panic readily. And they're right to live in fear. Paranoia has become the predominant state of mind of our day and age. Paranoia. My stock in trade. Dum, dee-dum-dum, 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 dee-dum-dum. There was a turtle by the name of Bert, and Bert, the turtle was very alert.
2: When danger threatened, him, he never got hurt. He knew just what to do. He ducked
3: <laughs> and covered. Ducked <laughs> and covered. He did what we all must learn to do. You and you and you and you. The and cover! The United States
2: has severed diplomatic ties with Cuba. During his farewell address to the nation, outgoing president Dwight Eisenhower warned of the growing influence of a military-industrial complex.
1: In his inauguration speech, President John F. Kennedy warned that the U.S. will bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, and oppose any foe to ensure the continuation of freedom.
3: Soviet cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin has become the first man to journey into outer space.
0: East German troops have closed the border with West Berlin and have begun construction of a wall between the East and the West. Hey!
3: Oh, hey! Barely weeks after the Soviets' historic space flight,
2: astronaut Alan Shepard has become the first American in space. While speaking on civil defense, President Kennedy advised all Americans to build bomb shelters to protect themselves and their families from atomic fallout in the event
1: of a nuclear war with the Soviet Union. A Portsmouth, New Hampshire couple, Barney and Betty Hill, claim to have been abducted by gray beings with large eyes who walked them into a metallic disk as big as a house and proceeded to examine the couple before erasing their memories.
3: Hello? Hello? Who's there? Who are you?
1: Sir! Sir, this way!
2: Abduction, yeah, that'll get your names in the paper. Colonel Sobek, sir. Mr. Swan is here. Ah, the enigmatic Mr. Swan. Finally. Send him in, then shut the door. Yes, sir. Colonel? Do you have a rank, Mr. Swan?
1: Not at present. Please, just call me Swan. Do you have a first name? I do.
2: My sources tell me that you worked under Wild Bill Donovan at the Office of Strategic Services during the war. From 1942 onward, yes. Which ultimately became the Central Intelligence Agency. Not exactly,
1: but close enough.
2: That means you've been a spook then for nearly 20 years.
1: Is there a question in your observations, Colonel? I'm just getting the lay of the land
2: here. You're not rank and file. I'd like to know who I'm dealing with.
1: I wouldn't have been allowed on this base or in your office if I wasn't authorized at the highest levels to be here.
2: I Can't argue with that. But you see this dossier? It's got two pages in it. Two. A photograph from maybe 20 years ago when you were a soldier in uniform. Only I can't even tell what branch of the service from this blurry image. And that's it. That's all I got on you. So now that you're standing in front of me, nothing about you gives anything away. You're wearing a civilian suit, tailor-made looks like polished dress shoes a a silk tie no sidearm you look like a goddamn heir to a manufacturing fortune you claim to have no rank at present you won't offer up your first name I can offer you a cigarette Bellamore Canal that's a Russian brand A perk of
1: international travel.
2: I could detain you on charges of espionage simply for having these commie coffin sticks in your possession.
1: But you won't. You're curious as to what smokes the enemy enjoys. (sighs) Taste it? The cold winds across the tundra in Siberia? (sighs) Snow, ice. Bodies frozen where they fell in retreat under Stalin. Better dead than red. This is the aftertaste of bitter defeat. You're a fucking cypher, Swan. While you, in turn, proudly wear your uniform and your rank like a badge of honor. Which it is. The service medals on your chest are a roadmap to your career and where you've been. You're the antonym of anonymity, Colonel. You're implying I'm a showboat. Do you know what the remit of the OSS was during the war? Of course. To collect and analyze
2: strategic information valuable to the war effort.
1: And to conduct unconventional paramilitary operations. And today, in 1961? The more time passes, the more things remain the same. May I open your blinds? Why? You're the first ranking military leader I've met who retains an office on an upper floor. <laughs> a perk of rank. Most star generals or admirals have a bunker mentality. Their quarters are tucked away in the basement. Yeah, I spent too many
2: wartime years in the trenches, Swan. There's no view from below ground, I can fucking attest to that. Foot rot never dries out if you keep your boots in the mud.
1: Up here, you're susceptible to targeted missile attack
2: no unfriendly knows where my office is
1: unless someone was to raise your venetian blinds to indicate your precise location
2: is that a hypothetical example or a threat spooks
1: tend not to be overt colonel they pride themselves on being covert reliant on sleight of hand and subterfuge had i orders from above to ...neutralize your involvement in this investigation. What investigation? There's no investigation. Not yet. Any hypothetical investigation. I would do so with a cigarette laced with cyanide or arsenic. Preferably time-release so I might be off the base before the effects of the poison made themselves known. And then you would die too,
2: because you smoked your cigarette down to a stub! Rasputin.
1: Do you know his story? The mad bunk who manipulated Russian Tsar Nicholas and his doomed family? He used to consume a small quantity of arsenic each day to build up immunity. Chronic arsenic dosing is undetectable except in the hair shaft. Rasputin fully expected to be murdered, probably poisoned. Russians have historically favored poison as a murder weapon. Was he? He was eventually murdered, yes, but he survived multiple assassination attempts. He survived cakes and wine laced with arsenic. He survived being shot in the chest at point-blank range, being bludgeoned, being thrown into a freezing river. His enemies began to think he could not be killed, and to a certain extent they were correct. Do you believe in coincidences, Colonel? I believe in
2: God, in U.S. military might, and in family. Admirable, I'm sure. See that woman below. I can't make her face out from this high up.
1: Is it just a coincidence that she's walking across the quadrangle at the very same moment we're looking down at her?
2: I don't know. Simultaneous events occur every day, but they aren't judged
1: to be coincidences. 1947. Not a lifetime ago, but not yesterday either. We should recall it as an auspicious year. After all, the war had ended. But it wasn't the best of times, was it? Our atomic age had begun. She stopped walking. She's looking up. Several important things happened in 1947. Are they coincidental events or random simultaneous occurrences? She's looking straight at us! First, the Cold War between the United States and the Soviet Union began. A significant historic development from our shared perspective. Wouldn't you say so, Colonel? Why is she looking up this way? Second, The CIA was established as a result of the National Security Act of 1947 as an independent civilian intelligence agency within the executive branch. What are you going on about Swan? I'm not interested in a goddamn
2: government history lesson. These windows are tinted. She can't possibly see us standing
1: here. Can she? Third, in the very same year, 1947, the first well-known UFO sighting occurred near Mount Rainier in Washington State when businessman and pilot Kenneth Arnold claimed to see a group of nine airborne objects while flying his small plane. He estimated the speed of these crescent-shaped objects as being several thousand miles per hour. Certainly not an impossible feat, seeing as our astronaut, Alan Shepard, at the helm of Freedom 7, achieved a speed of over 5,000 miles per hour. But that's rocket-propelled ascension, not horizontal flight. Were you aware that it's from the Arnold sighting we get the term flying saucer? Kenneth Arnold actually said the objects moved like saucers skipping on water. A newspaper mistakenly interpreted this as saucer-shaped, hence the term. Funny how popular terminology comes about, isn't it? She's waving like she's trying to get our attention. Fourth, also in 1947, a rancher came across a 200-yard long piece of wreckage near an army airfield in Roswell, New Mexico. The local papers reported the mysterious find as the remains of a flying saucer. The military, your office to be precise, Colonel, issued a statement stating that it was just a weather balloon. It was a weather balloon. We both know that's not true. Even the newspaper photograph suggested otherwise. Ah, sensational crap sells papers. Why is she waving her arms like that? Now, is the fact that those four things occurring simultaneously in 1947 a coincidence? Or something else in? Look at that
2: goddamn woman swan. She's trying to tell us something. It's code.
1: Marshaling combat code.
2: Well, if you know so goddamn much, then what the hell is she saying? Let's
1: see. Ah. Take cover. Impact in 23 seconds. (gasps) 22, Uh, uh, 21, uh, 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 20. uh, 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 Colonel. (laughs) Colonel Sobek, are you all right? Uh, uh, uh. I'll go get help. Wait here.
0: Hello, friend. This is Neil Helliger's host of Adrenaline Realms Thriller channel, and I'm here to talk to you a little bit more about the Greenlight app. And this message is, of course, sponsored by Greenlight, but I was using our family was using the Greenlight app uh, even before the first ad in a wonderful, thrilling cosmic coincidence. Right. See what I did there? So again, to catch you up, Greenlight is a debit card and a money app that's made for families. Basically, the way it works is that parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving. And you can see exactly how much money they have in their account, and there's different ways to give them money. What we've been doing is uh, like a weekly allowance, a certain amount that goes into his account every week. So in order to further the conversation about money and about earning, uh, we're using Greenlight as a kind of a foundation for that conversation. Uh, In other words, instead of just the allowance he gets for a certain certain base things that he's expected to do around the house. Uh, We are also adding the chore feature, which is certain one-time payments for certain one-time jobs. For example, in our house, we're trying to encourage our son to start walking the dog more. He's old enough for it, he's responsible enough for it, and he's done it enough that he knows what to do. So he can really see that for all those extra times that he steps up and does the dog walk, he gets rewarded for that job well done. And this is the conversation. In life, when you work a little extra harder, you get a little extra compensation, and you can either save that up or spend it how you like. And we're not alone in this. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's a very easy and very convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and for families to navigate life together. So sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com adrenaline. That's greenlight.com adrenaline to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com adrenaline slash 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 slash. So thrilling, right?
3: Good afternoon. Afternoon. An autumn frost is in the air today.
1: I can feel the coming of winter in my bones. Code phrases seem ridiculous when you've known someone for decades.
3: It's the ritual that counts, Mr. Swan. Ask anyone who attends church on Sundays. Is he dead? No. The Colonel is recovering in hospital. Mild heart attack.
1: His death wasn't my intention. I'm glad he survived.
3: Sometimes, Mr. Swan, you play the game too well.
1: Colonel Sobeck was noticeably obese with a florid complexion, clearly hypertensive. Wearing a heavy uniform jacket on a hot day, loaded down with medals and insignia meant to impress. With a collar size too small and buttoned up tight. Standing for a prolonged period in the direct sunlight behind heat-absorbent window glass without any ventilation while under sustained suggestive stress.
3: Hmm... From a master fucker playing his master fucker games. I
1: was able to walk off with a pile of classified files from his desktop, Rosemary. My intention was to prompt him to leave the room to get a drink of water or splash some cool water on his face. Faint at worst. Nothing so dramatic as to keel over from a heart issue.
3: Did I say the ends don't justify the means?
1: No, you did not. <sighs> and we were having such a pleasant conversation. Here they are.
3: In a Woolworths bag.
1: Heavy duty and non-remarkable. Like me? You said it, I didn't.
3: Did you read them?
1: Every word, and I took copious notes.
3: I expected nothing less.
1: They're classified top secret. There's a strong possibility that these are the only copies. Colonel Sobek probably signed them out of secure storage in preparation for our conversation.
3: He wanted to pick your brain, and you stole his files.
1: I prefer absconded.
3: Potato-potato.
1: Here. I've brought you the tea you like from the restaurant on the corner. Mm. Dupree's.
3: Chamomile, ginger and honey. A proprietary blend. They mix it themselves. Thank you.
1: There's a possibility that Colonel Sobek will make a formal complaint about their disappearance. About me.
3: My guess is he won't. Too embarrassed. Nevertheless, after we copy them, we'll have them discreetly returned. Good. Have you determined how to proceed in your investigation in light of this new material?
1: Yes, I've identified several paths of inquiry. All new? Theoretically, no. Practically,
3: yes. So, the Colonel's trip to the emergency room paid enough dividends to justify the risk.
1: I wasn't under any risk.
3: I'm referring to the unfortunate Colonel. Since you will be operating on U.S. soil, I'm assigning Robert Phillips as your driver.
1: I'm capable of driving myself.
3: That's irrelevant, Swan. If you are forced, say, to shoot someone, make sure it's Phillips who is discovered with the smoking gun in his hot little hand.
1: You know I don't often feel the need to carry a firearm, Rosemary.
3: Good. Then Phillips can shoot whomever he likes without consulting with you first. He's attached to main justice. He's authorized. Are the answers in this Woolworths bag? Are there aliens among us?
1: It depends upon the kind you mean.
3: Well, there's only one kind, isn't there? The kind that has the potential to jeopardize national security.
1: Then yes, I'd say there most certainly are aliens among us.
3: Then find them. Then leave it to us to root them out like crabgrass in the dicondra.
1: Yes, ma'am. You can rest assured I won't stop until I accomplish my mission.
3: Hmm. You've always been a terrier wearing a bone, Swan. Admirable devotion to duty. Where will you go first?
1: Hmm... Outside of Portsmouth, New Hampshire? The White Mountains, perhaps?
3: Where the couple say they were abducted by big, grey-eyed alien creatures.
1: It seems as good a place to start as any.
3: Here's a new cyanide pill. I've been informed that they periodically need to be replaced. Apparently they become stale after a while, like old boxed cereal, or like my dinner party patter.
1: How do you know I don't take small doses daily to make myself immune?
3: Because it's only arsenic that works that way, not cyanide. And I'm the one who first told you that Rasputin story.
1: <laughs> Goodbye, Rosemary.
3: Goldspeed swan. He's on the move. Don't let him out of your sight.
2: Roger that, ma'am.
3: You have shoot-kill authorization if necessary.
2: Roger that.
4: The Signal is created by Cassandra Wells and Charlie Rendazzo. Written by Cassandra Wells. Produced by Fred Greenhalge and Marco Palmieri. Directed by Charlie Rendazzo. Executive produced by Cassandra Wells, Daniel Kamen, Molly Barton, and Julian Yap. Performed by Daniel Kamen, Perry King, Marta Cross, Adam J. Smith, Tracy Winters, Time Winters, Harry Gowillam, Tom Beyer, Jeff Blumberg, Mark Irvingson, Jackson Gawillam, and Jennifer Tobb. Sound design and editing by Charlie Randazzo. Music by Quiet on the Set. Additional cover art by Heather Mason. Production manager, Devin Shepard. Production coordinator, Angela Yee. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolihi. You're listening to Adrenaline, The Signal. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Adrenaline is produced by Nicole Kreuter and Caitlin West. Associate produced by Devin Shepard. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Julian Yap. Hosted by Neil Helligers. Audio editing by Angela Yi, Original theme by Marcus Bagala, Original cover art by Kendall Thomas. Find more shows like Adrenaline by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm.